0: Welcome to the Fields of Fantasy podcast, hosted
1: by Pestle and Ed. And welcome to the Fields Fantasy podcast. Your favourite fantasy football duo, Pestle and Ed, are back for our week three preview. Have we had a magnificent weekend? Did you really, really enjoy your weekend of NFL action?
0: Again, the Bengals ruined my weekend of action in the first TH Fantasy derby, I think, Ravens were very, uh, it pains me to say it, but ran out deserved winners. Uh, Bengals disappointed again on offence, but I still managed to in- enjoy the, the football a bit more this weekend.
1: So we will get a little bit more into Ravens-Bengals in a minute, but when we're thinking about the week for fantasy football in general, it was really a much better week for QBs. Last week, how many QBs, Ed, scored 20 points or more for fantasy? I don't think many. It, was a, it wasn't a great week on offence. I'll go ten. Seven, only seven hit that mark This week, 16 So a much better week for quarterbacks especially I'm quite happy with how my week went as well 10 out of 14 of my main leagues I won That is very Danny Dimes' focus We'll get on to him later Ravens-Bengals though, did you enjoy it really? Uh, no, 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 okay. no, no I sure i just double checked. No, that was all No,
0: the first half, definitely not The second half, it finally looked like Bengals were getting something going But I do worry about Burrow's injury I, I'm not sure um, whether he's fit and, you know, whether they've damaged it again. And, you know, the whole, oh, Bengals were great last year, last couple of years, they've recovered from poor starts. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll recover from poor start again this year. So we'll wait and see. Tough game coming up against the Rams.
1: T Higgins bounced back, though.
0: Yes, yeah, he, he very much nearly made the the heroes list this week, but... Uh, there are other men who have certainly got there ahead of him.
1: He wasn't close to that list, but a little shout-out to Nelson Aguilar. Fancy Relevant. Very exciting times for Nelson.
0: Well, he might come up in a little feature later in the week, Nelson Aguilar, so, Ooh, so keep your eye on that.
1: Shall we get on to our favourite new feature? Would you like to discuss some heroes? I think this is my favourite time of the week. FANTASY
0: HEROES Wide receiver one was Keenan Allen. What a week for the 31-year-old. Eight receptions, 111 yards and two touchdowns. Appears to be a solid wide receiver
1: one if he stays fit. Brian Robinson was the Week 2 RB1. He ran all over Denver and picked up 42 receiving yards in the process. He could be a fancy bargain this season.
0: Cooper who? Puka Nakua is the story of the season. So far, he's had 25 receptions and 266 yards. He is Stafford's go-to guy. TJ,
1: Mr. Reliable Huckinson had seven receptions, 66 six yards, two touchdowns, and he is well in the hunt for Titan one on the season. A sensational week for the Steelers' defence.
0: 29 points, which was made up of two defensive touchdowns, three forced fumbles and six sacks.
1: Daniel Danny Dimes Jones, you showed why you're my guy. From zero to hero. Not only in the QB1 on the week, but the high-scoring fancy player in all week two. Well then I am exhausted once more, but shall we get straight into Fantasy Zeros. Kyle Pitts only had five targets and two receptions. When is he gonna get the passing game he deserves? Josh Kelly should have benefited from there being no Austin Eckler, but he didn't.
0: Three yards per carry and just 3.9 fancy points.
1: After a solid week one, I hope you didn't bet on Calvin Ridley. Only two receptions from eight targets. Wide receiver 92, Van Jefferson. He is a bust. A paltry 1.9 points. All the data points towards a big week from the Giants' defence, but the Cardinals' offence laughs in the face of data. Minus one point. The Jets' running backs, what a week. Running back 60 and 68. A
0: stat line, eight rush attempts for 16 yards, one reception and 0.1 fantasy points. Woo-wee! That was exhausting. Uh, is there no way we could make the, the Zeros music a little bit longer, Mark? Because I feel like uh, I'm gonna
1: one week I'm going to run out of breath. I might speed it up just to uh, mix it up a little (laughs) bit more. So, a really, really good week. To be honest, this week, there were a lot of things we could have put in the positive section, I think, quite easily. Anthony Richardson gets an honourable mention this week. 17.7 points in one quarter before he unfortunately went off injured. Goodness knows what score he'd have got if he'd been on the pitch for the whole time. Yeah, Mike
0: Evans, I mean, he was in there until he got usurped by the Steelers' defence. A 10th consecutive 1,000-yard season. Looks like it's on the cards. 29 points. Um, he's played two limited defences so far, to be fair. So it'll be interesting how, it, how he does against the Eagles this
1: week. And Bijan Robinson, I simply have written, wow, the frightening thing is, are we even close to seeing his best yet? I, I don't think so, are we? I, I don't think so.
0: I mean, you'd have to be pretty stupid to question him at the start of the season. Very stupid. <laughs> or...
1: Cautious. 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 But what's really good is, from a fantasy point of view, it. appears that the Falcons have not got the slightest intent of generating a passing game. (laughs) (laughs) Which is bad news for Kyle Pitts, but massive news for Bijan. He's, I mean, already, I would say he looks nailed on for offensive rookie of the year, but Puka is that surprise candidate, isn't he? Where where has Puka Nakua come
0: from? I mean, Nobody even mentioned. Well, if they did, I didn't see. There's it. a lot of people that
1: have said they were high and when they sure, oh, I drafted him because I knew this would happen. Rubbish. I don't think any. There's always those players that you can say, "Oh, I knew this would happen." Yeah. But I don't think anyone. No one could have foreseen him being I, that. I big.
0: don't remember him in our, you know, our deep dives into the
1: before the draft or anything like that. I don't remember his name. I think the true indicator is the fact that when Cooper Cup was marked as being out, everyone was talking about Van Jefferson, Higby, no one mentioned the Cooper. And we've um, got to mention Tutu Atwell. He's he's, yep. he's done well as well. And Van Jefferson, as I said,
0: he's the bust. And those two have been been sensational, really.
1: Uh, for fans of sports trading cards, which we'll get to later on, if you find TH Trading Cards on eBay, there's a couple of very tasty Tutu Atwell rookie cards as well, if you're interested. <laughs> uh, going for a very reasonable price. Excellent plug. Gabe Davis was fancy relevant again to his first game over 15 points since week 10 last season and his highest score since week five last season. However, I've been burnt by Gabe Davis before. Honest game. <laughs> Honest game. He's, he's the most dishonest <laughs> wide receiver there is in the game. Um, so I'm, I'd like to be all in on Gabe Davis, but he's, he's burnt me too many times before. And finally, I've just got the Giants. Um, on a, we're up very early on a Monday, so I usually get to about half time uh, in the late slate. And the last thing I interacted with on fancy football Twitter was comments of will the Giants ever score a point? <laughs> I, Imagine I, I think, my surprise. I
0: think I went to bed at a similar time and I woke up with, what 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 did Danny Dimes do in the second half? Uh, so yeah, I mean they they, they certainly I don't know, they, maybe they could see their obituaries being written and and they they turned it round. So fair play to them.
1: It's very interesting how many people were absolutely gunning for Danny Dimeswell at that point, how he needs to get out of their club and not franchise QB. And no, he may be still not that tier of being waxed lyrically about, other than by me. (laughs) But he certainly showed his worth and why, regardless of how good he is in real life, because he got his team into that situation in the first place, fancy-wise, you can't ignore him. Injuries, unfortunately, before we get to the sits of the week, um, a ridiculous week for injuries. so we are recording this just after the final Monday Night Football games have happened. We've not seen the highlights yet, but what we have seen was the ridiculous injury to Nick Chubb. Um, I don't see any way, as we were discussing before, that how is that a fair tackle?
0: Uh, I've seen very, I mean, obviously I think we have to remember that, that we are slightly biased, slightly subjective, uh, you know, as in anti-Steelers, but I think that hit from Minka is a nasty hit. I genuinely think he's going in there to injure him. I've seen people defending him, um, and I, I'm not an expert by any means, but to me, that looks like a dirty hit. And he is, he's almost I mean, decapitated him mm. by the sound of it. He, he was close to, you know, if it had been much more serious, he'd have an amputation, never mind anything
1: else. And hopefully, at his age as well, that level of injury, hopefully Nick Chubb has career ahead of him as well. There's, a question, whether, there's a question whether he has. It. Yeah. Um, which, considering how much hope there was, and I don't like the Browns by any means, but I love watching Nick oh, Chubb play a football. Is what
0: Nick Chubb is. And we, we talked about this as well earlier, didn't we, running back? You know, it's, it's just the, the name of the game, really, isn't it? That's why they're not getting paid, because look at the injuries we've had already. Two horrible injuries to yep. Dobbins and Chubb.
1: And to add to that, Saquon looks to have avoided a high ankle sprain, but still possibly out for three weeks. Eckler, they've they've
0: given no timeline, annoyingly, because he's in a lot of my leagues.
1: Monty's quad injury looks like he'll be out for a few weeks as well. So the running back landscape is sparse. You've already mentioned Joey B, that injury re-aggravation. Richardson in concussion protocol at the point we are recording still. So we'll see what happens. I want to see this weekend Lamar Jackson versus Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um, that'll be a shame if we don't get that. It feels
0: like Lamar is just warming up because I don't think he's he's done enough the first two weeks. He's done what he's needed to do, Lamar, but he's certainly showed flashes against the Bengals on his feet uh, that he's back to the old Lamar. That that throw to Aguilar was yep. was, was absolutely pinpoint. So yeah, I think
1: he can only get better. Speaking of flashing as well, OBJ and Darnell Mooney, I don't think you'd be relying on those for fancy lines, but they start. They've shown glimpses. They could have some relevant games down the way. They could be good flex plays if they're carrying they carry as well. when we get to the bye weeks so when you're in a, in a pinch. once you to keep an eye on those and any other injury news that happens over the course of the week. Shall we get into some players we're going to be sceptical on come week three, though, Ed? Yeah, let's start off negatively. Sits of the Week. Now, I'm looking at my sits of the week and there's a couple of running backs on here. So I appreciate that although these players may be players we're out of, you may have no choice. <laughs> but to start cute. some of these players. But I'm going first with a player I had been high on all through the offseason, that's Khalil Herbert. Uh, the Bears' running game just hasn't been great, which is quite a surprise. Roshan well, Johnson... The
0: Bears' full stop. I mean, no. Fields has had a ropey start to the season, hasn't
1: he? I think Roshan Johnson was good, so we will take some carries as well. I, I've got high hopes for Roshan Johnson, but I think the issue here is that committee makes both of them kind of touchy candidates to start. Justin Fields hasn't been great, but will poach red zone carries as well, which can take that workload away from Cleo Herbert. And the Chiefs held the Jags to 48 rushing yards. So Cleo Herbert's going be very, very touchdown dependent this week. So I don't think I'd be touching him. I don't like including this in the sits of the week. And I'm not sure if this is a this week or an in general thing, but Kyle Pitts, just how much longer can you go with Kyle Pitts because of what he might be? He's not getting the workload to get you any
0: points. No. So. I don't know how. I mean, there's so many people that invested so much capital
1: in him, but at some, some stage you have to go look. I mean, the Lions aren't elite on defense by any stretch of the imagination, but they say the Falcons just aren't using him, and there are better options coming up, I think, in the starts so available on waivers. I'm going to throw in it, pains me to say this Daniel Jones got the 49ers this week. When we've spoken about my Daniel Jones ownership in fancy rosters, I've always got a back as well. I've got him paired with Kirk Cousins in a lot of places. I'd be cautious about Danny Dimes this week.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure if the 49ers' defence is quite on that mesmerising level that it has been in the past. But, but yeah, I think you'd be cautious whenever you see them as a defence. Who are you looking to sit? Well, I'm carrying on that running back theme. And I think we could maybe do this as a feature each week Which running back is playing the Cowboys? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's who James Conner has got this week. Um, So if we look so far, the, the running backs who've played against the Cowboys, in week one, Saquon, 12 attempts for 51 yards, not a disaster. But this week, the Jets. Brees Hall, four attempts for nine yards. Michael Carter, two attempts for eight yards. And Dalvin Cook, four attempts for seven yards. So, looking good. So, so not great for the Jets' running backs. I mean that defense is a different level, especially against running backs. So, I mean, again, you might not have a choice, but if you do have an option, I'd be wary of starting James Connor. He's probably someone who's hanging around one of your flex spots, and I just he's had a good couple of weeks, but I can't see him getting much joy against the Cowboys.
1: Micah Parsons is looking nasty. An absolute beast, isn't he? He's going to be a superstar. Right, so we've said there's no running backs available, so I'm going to give you two more running backs I'm cautious about starting this week. <laughs> Zach Moss, he had a mega week um, with 22 attempts, 107 targets, one touchdown, but the Ravens' defence hasn't allowed a rushing touchdown or 60 yards plus for the rush game over the first two weeks and historically very good at the run. Uh, one of my favourite things is watching how they always seem to be able to bottle up Derek Henry, so I'll be cautious of Zach Moss. Damian Pierce as well. Damian Pierce total over the first two weeks, 26 attempts, 69 yards, no touchdowns, four receptions, 13 yards, no touchdowns. That's over both games. That's not a one-week stat line. You've just said about how good the Cowboys are in its run, but let's show the Jags into that mix as well. They've only given up 93 yards rushing to running backs over the last two weeks. So they're looking solid as well. Damien Pierce, and you might not have a choice in your flex spots depending on what you've got and your injuries but I'd be cautious of him as well. Would you like some more positivity now, Ed? Yeah, I, I like the start because it gives me some But well, We're going to get even more positive with Malcolm. Can we have some words on our sponsors from Stateside Sports, please?
0: Fantasy football is all about collecting the best roster of players, so why not assemble your roster at home with some help from Stateside Sports? With over 30 sports trading card products in stock right now, Stateside Sports is the best place to grab the latest releases in sports trading cards. Collect autographs of your favorite stars, rookie cards of the hottest prospects, and rare super short print cards to make your collection as unique as your fantasy team. Start your search the best way possible. Visit statesidesports.co.uk now.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Malcolm. A big shout-out to the boys at Stateside Sports as well. If you get involved in any of their breaks over on Facebook this month, you have the chance of winning a PlayStation 5. Say this month, this month and next month, so the entire of September and October. Breaks for UFC, NFL, Formula One. I can't say soccer, football. No, no, no. You say soccer. (laughs) Soccer. For our American listeners, we have some uh, hello to our friends in Texas (laughs) that always told us about.
0: We hope you're enjoying the show. I'm sorry for that really offensive
1: uh, (laughs) accent that I just used (laughs) to our American (laughs) listeners. Uh, I love America. How to endear ourselves to a nation. (laughs) So please do get involved with that fantastic community of sports trading card collectors over there. And the lads of stateside sports do a cracking job as well, so get involved and the chance to win a PlayStation 5. Life does not get much better than shiny card and a shiny new games console. However, Ed, it's time for your favourite bit of positivity. It's time for... Starts of the Week. So, I mean, the LA Rams offence are startable, and it seems like a no-brainer to be startable. I think Kyron Williams and You you can't not play either of them doesn't matter you've picked them up from waivers. doesn't matter that there may be players with higher score projections. How could you not start either of those over other options at the minute?
0: And I'll throw into the mix the Bengals' defence. I think will come good, but it's not quite clicked to the level that I was expecting it to. So uh, I think the Ravens, you know, got a good few drives going and look fairly comfortable. So yeah, I, I expect the Rams to score um, quite a few points.
1: Another start to the week and someone who I could have included in a fire from the wire, but that is Hunter Henry looks consistent so far and reliable target for Mac Jones so again a reliable target for Mac Jones week 1 six targets five receptions 56 yards one touchdown week 2 seven targets six receptions 52 yards one touchdown tight end two so far a very small sample size we know but he could save you playing the tight end way the game for the rest of the season be solid it's available in a heck of a lot of leagues the jets defense is solid against tight ends and although the cowboys had their way Ferguson didn't get much in the way of traction, but I don't know, Hunter Henry looks to be the go-to guy in that safety blanket for Matt Jones. Who are you looking at? Well, I've been looking at Josh Reynolds at the
0: Lions. He's he's established himself as the clear wide receiver too in Detroit, and you know he's running Amon Ra quite close in terms of stats and points that he's producing. He had a great week too, did Josh Reynolds. Five receptions, 66 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. And this week he's got a really good matchup against the Falcons' defence. And I think the Lions will be looking to bounce back after that heartbreaking week too. So, yeah, Josh Reynolds is someone that I would definitely be
1: starting this week. He did look really good. And the Lions' offence just always seems to be good for fans, don't they, over the last couple of years. You can never turn a blind eye to them. Someone else I think you would be remiss of us not to draw attention to, and that is Mr Tyler Algier. You mentioned him in pre-season as well. He's still seen enough work behind Bijan to be a relevant flex option. And he's still benefited from the fact that Desmond Riddick doesn't know how to throw a football. Uh, or is not being allowed to, shall we say? What do you reckon? As we've said,
0: the Falcons don't appear to be interested in, in anything but a rushing game. So anyone connected to the arm of Desmond Ridder is probably not going to score very highly this season.
1: So Tyler Aguirre faces the Lions this week, who conceded two Russian touchdowns for the Seahawks. I think he looks safe for Temple's touches still this week as well, so it looks like a reliable option, hopefully, to plug into your flex spot. And next up, someone who I had all over the place last year and then ignored this year because of the injury concerns. We said about not drafting an injury, and I went and did it. Mike Williams has a favourable matchup against the Vikings secondary. Eckler's still out. And in week two, Williams had 13 targets, 8 receptions, 83 yards, 16.6 points. You probably drafted him, probably. as your wide receiver 3, maybe? That's the thing about Eckley. You forget, well, you don't
0: forget, but if he's out, it gives more targets to others, like Keenan Allen, like Mike Williams, because he's such a target hog. So, so yeah, definitely.
1: So a couple of those, we said how they will be pickups. Let's look more closely at those pickups with Malcolm... Fire from the y. So a quick nod of the cap to the Ravens running backs. I said last week I wasn't 100% convinced Justice Hill was the right option out of him and Edwards. Still both quite readily available. Hill is only rostered in 58% of leagues, Edwards in 62%. Hill had 3.73 yards per carry on 11 attempts, 3 targets for 12 yards. Not really that productive what he was given. Edwards, 6.2 yards per carry on 10 attempts, no targets, and got that touchdown as well. Edwards looked to be getting the majority of the work, but we know Zay Jones is good for a bit of rushing. We know Devin DuVernay is good for a bit of rushing. And Lamar Jackson's quite handy at the old rush game, too. He's not bad, he's not bad. He's all well, that's a high praise from you. <laughs> QB targets. If you are cautious about Richardson in the concussion protocol, if you had Aaron Rodgers and you not replaced him yet.
0: Burrow, maybe. If you, Burrow you know.
1: possibly as well, yeah. Cousins, 82% rostered after a good week. 27.56 points. He's got the Chargers coming up, so that could be good points. Danny Dimes, I want to mention him again, I mention him a few times every show. Still in 61%. So what's happening in the 39% of leagues? Why is Danny Dimes not on a roster? I don't understand. We've, we've not understood this at any point. Mm-hmm. He showed, last week shows why you'd roll the dice on a Perk Dimes, because he has that ceiling. Massive week two, but it says he's got the 49ers this week. I still think it's a good season-long option, though. If you are now without a quarterback, roster, Daniel Jones, he'll sort you out. Jordan Love, 60% rostered. Jordan Love, only 1% lower roster than Danny Dimes, also confuses me. Bizarre. But he's had two 20-point weeks, only 46% completion percentage in week two. He's been good for three touchdowns a game, though. I think he's going to be fancy relevant over the course of the season. Much more
0: than I think a lot of people anticipated, including us. I think Love is going to have a good season.
1: I didn't think I'd say this after my little fallout with someone on Twitter over the summer. I remember that, yeah. Uh, Sam Howell, 22% rostered. I'm still not sold on him, but you can't argue with the points. I think he could be a solid fringe QB1-2 from here on in, and he's got a rushing touchdown in him. I think the point where we've got a couple of QBs down already, others will as well. If you've got enough bench space and you've got a semi-reliable quarterback, he's worth picking up if you're able to. I think... And we've got some more QBs on plug-and-play QBs in F5. Who are you looking at? Well, speaking of F5, this was someone we mentioned in
0: Beat the Wave Wire last week, and he's almost been promoted to five from the wire. I think he's probably someone who's been snapped up in a few leagues by now, and that's Rashawn Johnson. So he's only rostered in 51% of leagues, and last, about last week there was a 20% jump in terms of leagues that he was rostered in. He showed Promise Week 2 with one really impressive 29-yard dash, which was an eye-catcher. And the thing to remember with Rashaun Johnson as well, maybe compared to Khalil Herbert, who we mentioned earlier, is that Rashaun Johnson is versatile. He's an option in the pass game as well. So he gets involved in that receiving game. He's had eight receptions across the first two weeks. So I definitely see him as a decent flex option if you can get hold of him.
1: When we're looking at running backs as well, we've spoken about that scarcity. I mean, the obvious one now, and this came after we did on our original set of notes, Jerome Ford, 17% rostered. After. Well, during Chubb being on the field and after Chubb had left, 16 attempts, 106 yards, 6.63 yards per attempt, four targets, three receptions and a touchdown. He's like to get all the work in Cleveland now, although Cam Akers is throwing his toys out the pramp. God knows what's going on there. Uh, he could be available. Uh, we know Kareem Hunt's still out there. We know Leonard Fournette's still out there. It just feels to me like this is Jerome Forward, backfield to take and I feel that the Browns had already been trying to work him into that so will he get the opportunity now however we say in all of this we say always oh, about the scarcity of running backs last week 40 wide receivers scored 12 plus points only 18 running backs scored 12 plus points 12 is that baseline where I'm quite happy with the flex option at that stage and what we're saying is there are no flex options that can get you that from running back there's not 24 running backs scoring 12 plus points so wide receivers wise i think i'm looking to target them for my flex spots going forward so josh reynolds we've already mentioned as being a start of the week week one seven targets week two six targets he's getting 11.2 yards per target but only 14.2 percent of the target share i think he's going to get you probably enough work to be a good flex option Nico Collins as well, 55% rostered. Week one, 11 targets. Week two, nine targets, 11.3 yards per target. Both have really good flex value. If hit by injuries, useful bench pieces by weeks approach. I think these are the sort of players we need to start looking towards rostering for a bit of security in our teams. If I'm not sure between wide receiver and running back for a flex spot and a wave pickup, I'm probably gonna go wide receiver the way the season's gone so far. Am
0: I being too cautious? No, not at all. I think the person we've already mentioned at wide receiver, who who I think you should definitely be high on, is Tutu Atwell. I mean, he's he's been overshadowed by Nakua. But Tutu is wide receiver 15 after week two. Really? Wide receiver 15, two very solid weeks. Very safe pair of hands. He's had 13 uh, of 17 receptions for close to 200 yards. And I expect him to keep that momentum uh, going against the stuttering Bengals defence, to be honest, in Monday night football. He was... In week one, he's rostered in 7% of leagues, that went up to 32% of leagues, and I think that's only going to keep on rising, especially as they've not really given a time frame on cup and he's definitely out for at least the next two games because he's on IR, isn't
1: he? I think the ferocity of the Nakua hype train is probably the reason why people have overlooked him a little bit last week. You, that's going over 50 60% surely this week, though. You'd think so. He's had
0: two really solid weeks. So, so yeah, 2-2 two, two Atwell, uh, if you can get him.
1: Shall we get competitive, Edward? I suppose so. Fantasy props. Pestle versus Ed. Last week, I am not have we mentioned yet? Danny Dimes smashed it. Comfortably surpassing your 20-point target. Joey B... I mean, I called it. He didn't get the job done.
0: No, no, it looked at one stage that he might get something like minus 20 points. <laughs> he ended up close ish in the end, 16, didn't he? So. Maybe another touchdown, which might have happened. But but no, it, it was a win for you. So you go 1-0 up. I
1: think this is the first time I've been in the lead in fantasy props <laughs> since about this stage it last is. I season. think you went 1-0 up and that was it. In fact, we weren't even doing the show this time last year. <laughs> that's how long ago it was. We'll probably check in our season-long fancy prop as well in a couple of weeks, see where we're at points-wise. Did either of us have, I can't even remember. Did either of us have Nick Chubb? I don't know. No, no OK. That's no, why. I Kelsey, so I'm glad he was back. That's made me feel a bit happier. This week... I'd like to play a game, Ed. I'd like to play a game of Bruce Forsyth's favourite. It's higher or lower. Play your cards right. That's a blast from the past. Uh, You can't get a pair, though. Not in this game. Very good. One for the uh, older listeners. (laughs) American fans, Bruce Forsyth was a uh, British entertainer for many, many a year. I'm not sure he passed over into American culture, though. No, I don't think he will have done. Oh, no, maybe through Strictly,
0: I don't know. He's one of the
1: few British entertainers who worked through that period of time who hasn't been alleged of any sex No, offenses. there's been no Operation u involvement as of yet. Um, a little bit of topical humour. <laughs> this week, then, higher or lower, I'm going to give you five players. I'm going to give you their week one score for reference, and then their week two score you will need to tell me whether their week three score will be higher or lower than their week two score. Right, so the week one score is just for reference. Just for reference, yeah. And do I have to get three out of five? Three out of five wins the points. Okay. Okay, so first up, Mr. Jordan Love, week one, 23.0. Week two, 20.34, and he has the New Orleans Saints this week. Higher or lower? Ooh. I don't think Jordan Love. I mean, the Saints'
0: defence is okay. I don't, I don't think I would be comfortable in a world where Jordan Love scores 20 points three, <laughs> three times in a row. Not comfortable <laughs> existing. So, I will go
1: lower. Lower. Next up, the Cowboys' defence. Week one, 40 points. Appalling figures last week with lower 16. Oh and they have the Cardinals this week, who... I've backed the defence against the Cardinals in the last two weeks and it's gone horribly wrong. Higher or lower than 16 for the Cowboys' defence. Yeah, the, Card- the Cardinals haven't been disastrous. You know, Dobbs hasn't been as terrible
0: maybe as the- people were hoping. So what did they get last week, the Cowboys? 16. 16 is still a high score for a defence. They'd need to get some sort of offensive touch. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, <there> good. <laughs> I'm thinking about the scores, the points for defences is like defensive touchdowns, forced fumbles. Uh, higher. Let's, let's, let's give him the credit of having another great week.
1: I mean, Micah Parsons has got it in him to get higher than 16 on himself. On, on his own, yeah. Mark Andrews up next. Out week one, week two, 15.5 points. And he has the Indianapolis Colts. Their defence
0: is not terrible, but I fancy Andrews to have a decent week. So, higher.
1: Fourth up. Amon Ross St. Brown, week one, nineteen point one, week two, fourteen point two, and he has the Falcons this week. Higher. Amon Ross due a couple of touchdowns, I think. That's the one I felt was probably the safest out of all of those, actually. Mm. And I'd have gone the same. Next up, I mean, goodness only knows whether he could eclipse this. CMC, week one, twenty-four point nine, week two, twenty-two point five, and he has the Giants this week, who have been inconsistent.
0: I mean, CMC, if he stays fit, is pretty much guaranteeing you 20 points a game. Yeah. And either way. So let's go higher. Let, let, I think he will get, you know, do CMC things and get. So have I gone four higher there?
1: You've gone four higher, or one lower. Jordan Loves. Ever lost. the optimist. S-
0: sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom.
1: Oh, yeah. Jordan Loves, the only one we've gone down for. So we shall check in next week to see if you can bring it back to one all. But now it's time to see if we are minted after last week's escapades. Malcolm, ring it up for us. Sunday Night Bet Club. Right, last week the Titans let me down by not doing as they were meant to and losing to the Chargers. I refuse to blame the Chargers. (laughs) I hate the Titans that much. It's their fault for winning. That was the only game I got wrong. I think you went Lions over Seahawks, didn't you? Oh, right, okay. So you were still pretty close. Wow, so I, I didn't realise we were that close. Yeah, wow, so eh? really close on that. I'm loving Titans. Um, Titans cost me 130 pounds. I'm going to make sure when we see the Ravens destroy the stupid Titans at uh, Tottenham Hotspur oh, Stadium, nice. I'm, going to, I'm going to tell them they've ruined that for me. My favourite thing from the Titans game this week, though, was how the fact the fans don't actually understand what a Titan is the camera zoomed to a pocket of the crowd dressed as Spartans. One of the best things I've ever seen. Potato, potato. <laughs> Stupid Titans fans. Uh, welcome to any Titans fans <laughs> listening. Hope you're enjoying your show. This week, we're going to go for one of my absolute favourite bets that I always put on a couple of times a season. And Can that I say is... it? Can I say it? Go on, that, Ed. That's Scorigami. We're going to go for a Scorigami. So a Scorigami is where a score lance has never occurred before in the history of the NFL. Happens for the first time, and it happens approximately once, one and a half times a season. So when you look back, it happened once last season, season four a couple of times, season four that a couple of times. So it crops every now and then. The odds of it happening must ever shrink, though, as they get ticked off. Didn't you bet on the week it happened last the year? The last time this happened was the last time I bet on it. That's why I'm going for it again. Score guard me odds of 15.00. So one pang brings you back 15.00. Interesting facts from the scoregram. Also, I went down a little scoregram. They've got a lovely graph on the Scorigami website. Lovely graph. We'll stick it out on our social media pages for you to have a look at as well. But did you know that 0-0 or 0-0, an American accent there, the Chicago Cardinals at the Chicago Tigers in October the 10th, 1920? 0-0. I bet that was a cracker. The last time that happened was the New York Giants against the Detroit Lions, November the 7th, 1943. So, no one knows what happened before. Hopefully, that never years. happens again. Right. But ideally, but that, that would be a scoring army. No, it would not be a scoring army because it's happened before. The most recent scoring army for an LFL game was when the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the New England Patriots by a score of 22 to 18 on December the 24th.
0: That was, was, that was a score. That doesn't score sound like
1: it would be a scoring army, does it? It sounds that like That game I'd also gone against the Bengals on the red zone accumulator. So that win, a me one, be one bet, lost me another. Once again, it was all right. I love winning a Scorigami, being the 1,075th unique score. Wow. And say last time that happened, I won. So let's see if we can bring a Scorigami in again. I love a little bit of data. I love having a little bit of analysis of numbers and things. So Scorigami is right in my data analysis geeky field. Uh, so let's see if we can get another one this week. I think we're done, Ed. Wow. That went by really fast. Yeah. Hopefully not too quick for Mr. Tony Plant. No, we had, we had a, a complaint
0: email from Tony Plant. Uh, it was actually very positive. He mm-hmm. said that only one, Kristen, this week, it wasn't long enough. We were like, oh, do behave.
1: So, Tony, we can keep talking if you want to drag it out a little bit yeah. longer, but we shall leave you to it for now. I think we're done, Ed. Um, I know Tony's not happy about it, but Malcolm, it's time. Take us home.
0: You have been listening to Pestle and Egg of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.